Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast with me, the Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, Mr. Birmingham League Ton, Andy Harrison, the loyal one, Joss Elliott, for your latest dose of all things Shropshire Cricket. And welcome back to episode 42 of the Cow Corner Podcast, Shropshire Cricket Show. Welcome back, guys. And uh, it's starting to get closer. It's starting to edge ever nearer two months away. And we'll be donning the whites or the colours, depending on which division you're playing in. Absolutely freezing our nuts off. Or um, any other body part that if you don't have... Nuts. That's a really dreadful introduction and a really dreadful thought. Um, so let's move ourselves on quite quickly. As always, I'm joined by my good friends, Joss Elliott and Andy Harrison. How are we, boys? I'm all right, thanks. Yeah. A bit gutter I've lost Mr. Loyal title. What's happened there? Oh, sorry. Mr. Loyal, Joss Elliott and the man with the Birmingham League time, the man who needs no introduction, Andy Harrison. How are we, Andy? Yeah, very well, thank you. Absolutely uh Buzzing with the season coming, it's it's coming fast. Every year it just seems to come around quicker. Uh, been netting since November, so I haven't really stopped. But yeah, just just can't wait to get get on on with the job. And yeah, yeah, new yeah, club, like new say, start. Seven weeks or so. <clears throat> Looking forward. Smelling the mowed grass soon. Introducing himself to another new set of teammates, Joss. Disgraceful. Just love club offers. Just like no time kid. for them. <laughs> just, yeah, got a new club every year. <laughs> I'm a slag. What can I say? <laughs> you can get Andy on finance, I hear nowadays. <laughs> um, but yeah, so talking of pre-season, we've, well, there's been a bit of an indoor season going, Andy, and you've been doing rather well. Yeah, well, we've um, we've been successful again this year. Um, we, we've got our title back from Sundaunt. We won it uh, last week against uh, against Willie, who are a very good good outfit really they're a very good side um and as i say the beaters last year so which comes to a shock to a lot of people because grasshoppers we take our indoor very seriously um looking to get through to the 
the regional stage and then the national finals. So uh, that was good. We also won at Reakin, which um, I've got to be honest with you, a lot of people uh, from Shrewsbury that haven't played in the Reakin League, there's a lot of teams joining now. Shelton have joined and a few others. Mm. Um, it's a very strong league. Really, really good fun. You won um, every game as well, didn't you, in both leagues? We actually did. Very good. We, we won every game in uh, in that this year, which is is very good. We've been pushed close the last couple of years, but I don't think we particularly played that well this year until we got through to the semi-final and final. And we, we did really did dominate in that. We were very good. So it was, uh, it was, it was rather good. And it's uh, gone down to the wire in Division 2, Joss, in Sundorn. Yeah, <clears throat> it's great to see, really. Um, Beacon and, in fact, Beacon are playing tonight as, as we record now beacon are playing and should they beat church Stretton, which they should because with all due respect to church Stretton, the bottom they'll end up level on points with colin who yeah. only who only joined the league this year so they've done really well mm. i think they started with two defeats and they've won every game since mm. um so they'll have to have a playoff in the next couple of weeks to see who goes up but yeah it's um it's been a really good division really i've been involved with it on the other end of the table <laughs> with aubrey b but yeah i brought the youngsters through they've enjoyed it Good to see some so, new teams involved as well. Like, yeah, I mean, seeing my mates at Sentinel coming into indoor cricket. I mean, for years they've been saying, oh, indoor, not really into that. And it looks like they're enjoying it and they've got some good youngsters. They've got some, you know, youngsters some very good youngsters. Yeah, very good indeed, I could see yeah. them really being a side to some of them, I mean, push on. They're representing shops, aren't they? Young Jake and oh, definitely. Harry Roberts, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, they're good youngsters and uh, they're only going to get better from playing against better exactly, players and adults, exactly right, really. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. And Hopper's then representing the county in the uh well hoping to go to lords again but uh if they do andy there might be a bit of an issue there mightn't there well like we say we've got to do it first um we've got northumberland in uh in derby at derbyshire county cricket ground on the 12th of march so week on sunday um hopefully me and joss will be going joss will be scoring for us as usual hopefully might be playing get your whites on if you want I'll bring um, him along <laughs> just in case um but yeah if we can we can get through we, we were a bit disappointed last year went right to the wire has done a few times we've only ever made it to lords once um in about five or six attempts unfortunately but the standard is like joss will will back me up here the standards a hell of a lot stronger and you know we're, we're not quite used to playing teams that strong so and that, that's that's the that's the, with all due respect to every indoor club in Shropshire, yeah. you, don't, you don't really get the challenge week on week no. that you do when you when you go further afield to play in this competition. Mainly when they play like you know the Willie Select Eleven, that's kind of when you get the you yeah. Know. They're a good. I say they're a good side, and yeah. there's a few teams in in Reekin. I mean, the the team we played, we played Shrewsbury in the semi final, and their team was just outrageous. <laughs> Couldn't believe how good their side was, mm. and we we did roll them. We 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 battered them really, but. Yeah. It, you know, on paper, I thought, bloody hell, what a team we're playing against here. It's a very different art, though, it's, indoor, yeah, isn't it? It's, it is different. Yeah. I, I've seen some very, very good outdoor players not quite adapt to indoor. Yeah. Uh, and a bit like it, yourself, Joss. I don't adapt to either, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling me an outdoor player. <laughs> Maybe James Hill trying to bowl bounces at me indoor at 30 mile an hour. Well, it kind of worked. <laughs> I mean, you Hoppers boys have been playing for a long time, so you, you get what it's all about. Oh, really, we've, we've had, so. A lot of us have had 20 years plus playing yeah. indoor cricket, so it, you know you, you learn everything. But you have to adapt mm. and go into Derbyshire. It's all netted. You know, it's yeah. completely different to what we play. Yeah. You know, you've got to get used to how the ball comes off the walls in, in Shropshire cricket and reeking, reeking yeah. indoor. It's completely different, but it's always a, a new chapter and something different. Like you know, That's why we do it, and grasshoppers yeah. love it. Yeah. So let's hope we get through to Lords and then six lads while we're on holiday on the piss can 
representing the club and doing for us. <laughs> Available for sale. <laughs> Joss has just cancelled his ticket to Malta. <laughs> so, as well as all of this, tonight we are going to be talking about the new rules for Shropshire League Cricket moving into this season, looking at some of the fixtures for the start of the year and also talking about everything else that's been going on and off in Division 1 and the Prem, because there's been a few bits and bobs going on, and obviously talking about how uh, how eager we are to get back into pre-season nets. I'm underst- I understand that some teams have uh, probably started earlier than Albury, but um, that's that's no change for anyone at Albury, is it really, Joss? No, I think. <laughs> when do I start? Uh, oh, July? <laughs> 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 yeah. You've had three ducks, go to next. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we do have ourselves a very special guest and someone who um, I'm sure has probably already been in the nets uh, so far this season. We are joined by the one and only Chris Dillon from Oswald Street Cricket Club. Welcome, Chris. How are we? Well, wow, what an introduction and certainly completely undeserved. <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. And thank you very much for having me on. It's, it's great to be on. So, for anyone who isn't quite familiar, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. For for anyone that isn't quite familiar, I think that's ninety nine point nine percent of your listeners, James. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and the one percent who who do know me are all there saying, "What is this guy doing on the podcast?" <laughs> um, but no, I yeah. So I, I I'm an Oswald Street boy. I I played junior cricket at Oswald Street Cricket Club, um, and then actually in my my teenage years, I, I played at Kai Glass Cricket Club, um, great bunch mm-hmm. of lads. Um, and then I, when I went to university um, in Manchester, I played in the Cheshire League for, for Wilmslow. So I played a lot of my senior cricket um, in the Cheshire or the various iterations of the Cheshire League um, and then moved back to Oswald Street um, sort of four or five years ago and have been playing back at Oswald Cricket Club the last two or three years. Um, so I've been involved in the junior coaching at Oslo Street, um, and you know, and and m- more recently as a player. Um, so yeah, just just what what you, what you're saying on on the intro. Really looking forward to getting the season going. Um, a lot of moving parts over the last few months, and um, yeah, really looking forward to it. And your son's doing quite well at the moment in his cricket, I hear. Oh, he, he enjoys his cricket. Yeah, he, he's really keen, and um, you know, and that's that's the main thing. So long may that continue. <laughs> Fantastic. So yeah, at Oswald Street, there's been quite a well, quite a bit going on this off season. Um, initially relegated to Division One, but recently announced that you have been well. <laughs> You've been resurrected, and you are going wow. to be put back into the Premier Division. So, what was, what were the general thoughts around Ozustry with well, the the possibility of back to back relegations? Yeah, well, the 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 start and end point on all that, James, is we we played some pretty poor cricket during the season, and we absolutely got what we deserved with what happened with Whitchurch and Wem, respectively. Um, so for, as a group of players, you know, we were we were very thankful and very grateful for the opportunity to be resurrected into the Premier League. Um, you know, we we were on on the on the margins of quite a lot of games. I mean, in the in the second half of the season last season, we we dropped sixty points by an aggregate of about fifteen runs. Um, mm. So we just didn't get the big moments right, and, and we got what we deserved. So there was a little bit of 
soul searching after all that and a little bit of disappointment because we we felt we underachieved mm. um but it, it's all about now trying to put it right and um yeah. you know we're, we're winter netting hard um we're grateful for the opportunity to to stay in the prem and um yeah it's it's all about getting the cricket right next year what what what's happened uh, to Ogestry, one of the big names and one of the big clubs? I mean, I've I've personally never had the privilege of being able to play there, but from everyone who has played there says it's a fantastic experience and a great place to play cricket. And some of the crowds as well, they say, is uh, makes it quite an enjoyable experience. Yeah. What's kind of changed in the last two years to kind of go to this level from being a you know a mainstay of the. Birmingham League to potentially have been relegated to Shropshire Division One. Yeah, well, we're we're very much a club in transition, I think, in summary, and I can I can put that to two parts really. We're a club in transition off the field and also on the field. Um, if I if I talk briefly about off the field first, I mean, there's there's two big aspects to that. I mean, we're um, you know, we, we, we're trying to make the club a more inclusive club. We've done a lot around ladies cricket. We've got a great ladies cricket segment that's run by Naomi Payne. Mm. Um, we've also tried to build the club a little bit and, and as I say, make it more of a focal point in the community. So that has taken resources. It's taken time. Um, and I know that's not on the field and I'll, I'll address that separately, but that, that's sort of part of the narrative. And the other, the other part of the off the field transition as well is, um, we lost 18 months ago. We lost a real stalwart of the club, a guy called Dave Vart. Um, Dave was quite a well known guy in Shropshire cricket, been a very good player, played for Shropshire. And it's one of those cases where you don't really know what you've got until it's gone. Um, Dave did so much around the club. I mean, I can speak for that because I actually live, um, right by the cricket club. And I, as I'm speaking to you now, I can actually see the square and Dave was there all the time, you know, doing all these things that just sort of go a little bit unnoticed at cricket clubs. Um, and I think when, when Dave left us, we had a massive void to, to fill, which, which also filtered onto the field as well. And mm. it's taken a little bit of time to repatriate some of that work. So I'd say that is, is sort of the off, off the field narrative, but I suppose on the field, which is where games are won and lost, you know, as a club, we've um, we've come from a place of, of where we've had, you know, as, as you'll know, some absolutely fantastic cricketers at Oswestry Cricket Club in the last 10 years that have achieved and continue to achieve a lot of very good things in the game. Um, we've moved on from that now. And I think we're, we're now really more based around our, I, I mean, a lot of those players came from the junior cricket at Oswestry Cricket Club, but we don't have... With the, with the odd splattering of, of those type of players. Generally, we're more a core group of club cricketers and we're trying to, you know, bring um, a lot of the, the younger players through into our second team and into our first team. And, and there is a transition period involved with that. Um, so I think in summary on the field, you know, there's been a big, a few notable departures from the club, a few guys who have, have gone on to play at a higher level than we're currently playing at, which obviously everybody can completely understand. Um, and we're really trying to bring through some of our sort of homegrown younger players and turn them into into Premier League and hopefully better cricketers. Um, so I'd, in summary, I'd say um, we're, we're a club in transition. There's a lot of good stuff going on at the club and, and there's a lot of good people at the club. And um, we're just trying to move, move that forward in the right way. Mm. Obviously, um, uh, listening in there, um, obviously losing Varty last year, last, um, last 18 months ago, he was a, a great bloke. He used to do the race nights, didn't he? Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I, every time I turned up at Oswald Street, he was always very much in the middle of the square, getting set up, ready for the game. 
uh, and he was uh, you could tell he was a big influence in the club and who um you know not trying to i'm terrible with names but who was his friend yeah. that did, also did the uh the race nights he was a was he your chairman who passed away um or before him would, would that have been chris wiseman uh no it wasn't chris wiseman was it um no well but you, you're right you're absolutely right i mean mm. Marty did he did so many things at the club um, and a lot of these things just, you know, they're not sort of a tangible job that you'd necessarily put on paper. It's one of those things that just gets done um, until someone doesn't do it. And then, you know, yeah. everybody kind of thinks, ah, ah, someone needs to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was, he was, he was a great character, great guy for the club. He was a cricket guy as well. Um, and, and his, he, you know, the hole that he's left has te- taken a little bit of filling and we're, and we're still filling it in some respects. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, what I would say about Ozistry is, you know, there's there's a lot of people around the club that that do a hell of a lot to help the club. You know, guys like Steve Humphreys, um, you know, just put so much time in, and a lot of the things that you know you'll know, Andy, or the, the chasing around that goes outside of playing cricket. Um, you know, turning up on a Saturday and a Sunday, putting your whites on, and playing cricket is is just a part of a cricket club. There's so much other stuff that goes on, and. Um, yeah, it's 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 been a bit of a transition, and but we're really positive about what's what's going on, Audrey. I mean, it's it's not all a bed of roses, you know. There's there's some things that need to be improved and things we're working on. But in spite of having such a poor season last season in the in the senior cricket, um, you know, the juniors actually really flourished. We we did really well in the junior competitions, um, under eleven all the way up to um, under fifteen. Um, so, you know, we're, we're hoping that this year some of those players are going to feature more on a Saturday, um, yeah. which feels feels the right way to go. And if we can sort of cross-fertilise that with some really well-known um, and established players in the, the upper levels of the Shropshire League, of which we have got some, then, you know, we're hoping that will be a good formula. What, um, what are you looking like personnel-wise this year? Have you brought in any players? Because when I... Um... When I played the, the the game last game I played against you in the Birmingham League, obviously, I think it was a time where the, the club were in a bit of a sticky situation, and the likes yeah. of Warwick, Warwick wasn't playing, and a, a few others weren't playing, and you yeah. you put a really young side out, and we we did absolutely demolish them on the day, but you could see there was a lot of potential there. Yeah. Um, but you could just see they needed some some guidance. Is there any experience you've gone out for to try and get in and, and help? Yeah, hundred percent. So I mean in terms of sort of senior players at the club, um, you know, we've got um Josh Darley, Josh Colrich, um, you know, Josh those guys have yeah, the, I mean those guys have played in the Birmingham League and have been a lot better for the experience. Um, we've got Robbie Clark's going to captain us this year. Um, you know, great guy, Robbie, and he, he's obviously a very established player at that level. Um, Charlie Morris, Alex Davidson. Um, you know, so we've got some guys, we've got a structure of the team of, of people who have played at the level that hopefully will, as you say, support some of these younger players coming in. Um, I, you know, we've, there's, three or four younger players around the club who oh, I, I won't name because I don't want to put any pressure on them, but they're, they're, we're hoping that they'll be able to step up and sort of make that transition into, you know, Prem-style cricket, maybe not all at once, but over the course of the year. In terms of um, your specific question about new personnel, there are a couple of um, couple of guys that we're um, speaking to on in, in advance talks with. I mean, I, I won't name them because I don't know what the situation with their current club is. But we're hopeful that um, at least one of those will, will join us and will really 
strengthen the squad. Um, Because as you know yourself, over the course of the season, when you factor in holidays and everything else, you actually, you don't need 11 players. You probably need 15, 16 players. Um, And very often some of these games can be won or lost on availability. You know, you find yourself a few runs shy or whatever, and you think, if if so-and-so had just been playing... Um, so yeah, I mean, we 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 do, as I say, have a have a have a splattering of of experienced, proven players, and we're, we're hoping to sort of mix that with with some of our, our younger stock. Um, but you know, as I'm sure we'll chat about in a bit, the the standard of the prem and some of the other teams in the prem, you know, you you need to be right on onto it, or or, or you're going to get left behind. So yeah, you mentioned obviously you're not going to mention names, but where. Where would you say that Oswestry need to strengthen to have a better 2023 compared to 2022? Just including that, have, we, you, have you have you actually got an overseas as well this year? It's a big question. Um, that that's that's TBC. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the areas to be confirmed. To be honest with you, um, I'm not privy to specifics on that, but um, I know it's it's certainly something that we discussed. You know, I mean, if you look in. If you look at last year in the Prem, I think there were two sides that didn't have an overseas. One of them finished bottom, the other one finished third from bottom. So, you know, that tells a tale in itself. So I think in terms of answering your specific question, we certainly um, would welcome another middle-order batsman. Um, but I think the, the absolute priority is a, is another seam bowler. Um, you know, we need we need somebody else. And um, we've got there are lads at the club who, who can take the new ball and are very effective with the new ball, but um availability is a you know um is, yeah. is obviously is, is it can be a bit of an issue. Um so an, another another scene bowler um and probably another middle order batsman are the are the areas that you know we, we we're looking to try and strengthen. So you're saying a middle order batsman who can bowl, who will be available every week, Joss Elliott. I, I hear you're. Uh, I, wow. <laughs> I was going to say because um, did did um, obviously with players I I know that have left. Obviously uh, Harry Darley's left and he's gone to Shrewsbury. Yeah. Looks very exciting um, as a prospect, and um, I know he left and maybe wasn't replaced. Um, obviously, I played cricket for Shropshire uh, with Alex Selby. He had a game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, looks, looks yeah. He's quite young. Absolutely. Loads of ability, and, and we hope that Alex will play a lot more for us this year. I mean, um, he doesn't doesn't live locally, so that's a bit of a challenge mm. for him. Um, but absolutely, in terms of in terms of pedigree and ability to bowl with a new ball and lead our attack, yeah. I mean, he's he's he is um, one of the solutions. But you know, it's it's having options, isn't it? Um, you know, and as, as you know, Andy, bowling with a new ball is is a bit of an art in itself. Um, you know, there's plenty of people who can bowl with an older ball, but bowling with a new ball is a different bit of a different sport. Um, so we could we could do with strengthening that. Um, but yeah, absolutely, Selby Selby, we're hoping is gonna is gonna feature for us this year. Was was there, um, any, was there any talk that he obviously if if he would have gone down. Was there a potential to lose a few players? Because that's always a big thing, obviously, with, with a lot of clubs. See, to be honest with you, Andy, and this is, and it's easy for me to say, but it's it's absolutely true. You know, la- last season we we had some poor moments on the field. We underperformed, and we and we got some big moments wrong. But I tell you what, we had an absolutely brilliant time. Um, and you know, there was the the squad was absolutely together the whole way through. Um, we really enjoyed it, and there was we, there was certainly even when the you know when we got the the sort of relegation happened, and 
you know, we were chatting about next year. There was there was no murmurings of people, you know, absolutely certainly on the face of it saying, look, I'm going to be looking to play Prem cricket or above next year. Um, you know, I think that the view was whether it had been in league with division one or the Prem, we'd have kept the same group of players together. And the, and, and that's that's where we are. Um, I mean, you know, who knows what might have happened? You know, there's certainly three or four players in our team that could play um, in the Premier League and possibly above. So had we been relegated, you know, anybody could have understood a decision they'd have taken to move on. But that was never, never part of the discussion. So um, and that was one of the good things, really. And that, that's really good to hear, Chris. I'll tell you what else. It's so good to hear your pragmatic approach to uh, what's happened to Oswestry. Obviously, the league were consistent with relegating the bottom three throughout. And some clubs took objection to that quite strongly. But it's really refreshing really, to hear you be so pragmatic about it. And obviously, it's easy now that you haven't gone down. But, um, oh, it, it, yeah, and, and yeah, it is easy. I mean, genuinely, though, I think, you know, it starts and it ends. You know, we we got big moments wrong. We ended up where we deserved to be. Um, I think the only... The only um, well, it wasn't even amb- ambiguous in any way, but I suppose the only reason why we, um, you know, there was an air of frustration is because, you know, we felt we, we, we felt we underperformed. We felt we could have done better. I mean, I, you know, personally speaking, I can I can sort of lead the charge on that going at six and over in the Prem. It's not good enough. You know, you've got to be a bit better than that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but but I think, you know, had obviously had Whitchurch have been, um, promoted into the Birmingham structure or had Wem not been relegated, then it would have been a slightly different narrative, which is where the only, and it's not even ambiguity because it's clear, but I suppose that's where the the only sort of decision tree comes in. Um, but no, yeah, we, we're just absolutely focused now on on just getting it right on the field. Um, and, you know, as, as Andy James said earlier, we, we've got um, winter nets, we're, we're into those now. Um, and you know, there's some specific areas we we're sort of chatting about that we can we can just be better at. Mm. One of one of the oh, I don't know if it's been mentioned already because I went out the room for two seconds. But one of the one of the main people who was synonymous with Oldsbury cricket for many years was Warwick Finn. How how yeah. big a hole has that been to try and fill? Not only obviously his runs, but the uh, the wickets that he used to get as well. Abs- absolutely huge. I mean. Warwick's an amazing player, um, and he he obviously brings a, a real professionalism to everywhere he goes as well. Um, you know where you've got Warwick Finn in your side, you you there is there are expectations and a level of expectation, um, and the whole club you know um, really sort of stands on smart for that, I suppose. You know, and and he's he's such a good player. Um, it is you know, and as you say, it's his wickets, his his run because if he didn't get you with one he always got you with the other um and yeah we, we have but i mean you know with with us falling out of the birmingham stru- structure um and jet and generally speaking you know being short of the at that time of the quality of play you need to be successful in the birmingham structure it was only right that warwick you know i'm a big believer as i'm sure you guys are that people need to play at absolutely the highest level that they possibly can um and that you know that they can perform in and it's absolutely right that Warwick moved on. Um, you know, he'll he'll forever be be welcome at Hosley Cricket Club. Um, and obviously his contribution to the club over the last ten years has been enormous. But is it was, you know, right for him. Is it true that he's never played in the Birmingham Prem or now now Premier One? Because I I think I heard that rumour last season, played against him 
a couple of times, and obviously you can tell he's a fantastic player. Um, yeah, but I heard a rumor that, he hadn't, hadn't played in the top league. That that could that could be true. I mean, he certainly he certainly played um, in South Africa. Has played cricket at that level. Yeah. Um, I I would need to fact check that. I'm not sure, but. I think it, you know, it feels absolutely right, and he's at the right time to be going into that level of cricket because, you know, if you look at him last year. I mean, I think he was on the leaderboard runs and wickets yeah, in was, yeah. in the Birmingham too, um, and probably catches as well. So he, you know, it it's it'll be a really good test for him, and it'll be, it, it, you know, it's the right. It feels like absolutely the right time for him, and mm. you know, we're we're hopeful that at the point, I guess, that his run at that level comes to an end by choice or, you know, for whatever, then we're in a position as a club where, it, you know, it might be an attractive proposition for him to come back and play. Um, I mean, who knows, you know, that, that may well never happen. But um, no, it, it is, you know, Warwick, that, that the last couple of seasons in the in the Birmingham structure, you know, we were so reliant on his runs, his wickets um, and everything else. So that, that is a massive loss for any club. Yeah. What major differences did you notice between... Birmingham League and Shropshire Prem last season. Well, I, well, I never played Birmingham League, and I never will. I can sit here and say that absolutely comfortably. If I was a street cricket club, wherever to get back into the Bir- Birmingham structure, and I was, I was part of that movement. Um, I would go and burn my cricket kit quite happily in the back garden. <laughs> so I, I, um, I, I can't speak for the Birmingham League. That's well above my head. Um, but I think you know the 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 from from watching it um, from you know I've obviously played in the prem. I think it's there's there's absolutely it's absolutely relentless, isn't it, in terms of the quality of the bowling. Yeah. Um, you know the bowling is there and thereabouts the whole time. You know there's not a lot of loose stuff, and you've got to you know you've got to create opportunities to score. I mean you need to do that to an extent in in the prem, but certainly in the Birmingham structure you've got to be looking at your opportunities to score from decent bowling. Um I mean I I, I remember an innings what Warwick Finn played actually we were just talking about Warwick against um Hales Owen at Oswald Street um who who have got um you know two amazing opening bowlers. I think it's Eddie Rhodes and James Rudge. You know, one of He's them class. is quick as well, I mean, he, he is sharp and Rose doesn't bowl anything loose. And you know, I remember Warwick batting through sort of 17, 18 straight overs of those two at Oswald Street with, you know, with, with absolutely nothing loose. And, and that's the, I think that's the difference. You know, if you're batting up the order um, in the Birmingham League, you've got to, you've got to expect that you're going to be facing bowlers who are sort of playing county level and above. Mm. I think that's the difference, actually, just, just to butt in there. That in the Birmingham League, you can be turning up and you can you can play a side like Dorridge um, with five Warwickshire players that have played in the Royal London the day before. Um, you know, it's that, it's incredible, really. That, that's exactly it. I mean, if you you know you look at you look at opening the batting, you know you you depending on who you're playing, you're either going to be facing Keith Barker, you're going to be facing George <laughs> Garrett, yeah. you're going to be facing Jerome Taylor, you're going to be facing the lad Grundy at um, Nolan yeah. Dorridge, who doesn't bowl anything loose, you know. I mean, mm. where do you where do you get your runs from that? Adam Finch <laughs> bowling at late eighties. I tell you where you, know, you get your runs. Third man. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> the, the slip drive. I, I, I got to be honest. The only time I've ever enjoyed, I, I can imagine facing. I watched um, Adam Finch bowl at Wolverhampton last year, and he ripped through our top order, and he looked rapid. A couple of our lads. Not used to the pace because we play it when 
he they literally he bowled them before they even saw the ball. Anyway, I I was like, I don't fancy that at home. I I did I did smack him for a few boundaries because when <laughs> takes about thirty mile an hour out the ball. ball so I yeah. quite enjoyed I quite enjoyed facing him at home. Do you, do you know what's frightening though with with Finch? I heard somebody say, and um, this is and this is first hand that Josh Tong was quicker. No, apparently last year all our Wem lads said he was quicker, and he is uh, he's rapid. He's been playing for England. Um, is it England Lions or A or whatever they're called? Yeah, I yeah. did see rip through Sri Lanka. So you know he's gone yeah. from ripping through Wem to ripping through Sri Lanka. So national <laughs> na- place natural progression yeah. there. If anything, I say. Um, so we'll we'll look towards the uh, Premier Division season and Oswestry uh, start their campaign next year away to Sentinel. Quat uh, start at home against Maidley. St George's at home to Wellington, Newport at home to Wem, Shelton at home to Shrewsbury, second 11, and Ludlow, first 11, start at home to Whitchurch, first 11. So in the in the Prem this year, we have Coloured Kit, and we also have mandatory online scoring. Across all leagues, we've got new official points, including a scorer, and Birmingham League sides, their second 11s are allowed overseas players. Uh, this is because... The, the league wanted to create more of a level playing field, particularly for second teams in the Prem. If we allow them to play in the senior structure, they must be given a c- chance to compete. Again, really, really like that from the league with the rules, putting in red. Bit of the reasoning, really big fan of that. Coloured clothing in Premier Division. That's I think that's, that's a positive, especially for sides who are looking to compete in the Birmingham League, one, isn't it, Andy? You need, you oh. need to have that head start to be able to kind of be able to compete when you get up there because you will yeah. be playing white ball well, color cricket one thing i've always i, I have said is um uh, as a bowler I, I a lot of people don't but i really enjoy bowling with the white ball i find i get a lot of seam movement especially buying my pace a bit slower um but the, just going from playing red ball every week in the shropshire prem to moving to wem to playing Birmingham League in the first five games straight away or six games I think it is actually straight away bang it's white ball coloured kit it's just a different game of cricket completely um and I really do think teams from Shropshire will struggle if they get promoted and I think as a league it's it's what one thing I've always said is we want our teams to get promoted we want them to go up there and we want them to do well and I do not want to see them go up and be like a rabbit in headlights and not have any um you know, any experience in white ball cricket. Because mm. talking on the Birmingham League podcast that we did the other day, we we're speaking to a member of the victorious playoffs from the Coventry and North Warwickshire Cricket yeah. Club. And he was saying that what the Warwickshire League have played white ball colour kit mm. in their prem for the last three seasons. And he really thinks that that's going to make a big difference for them. Yeah, I'm not, not going to lie. I think, you know, talking to a lot of other leagues, um, we're a bit behind in Shropshire, unfortunately. I think we are. We are a little bit behind, and things that we seem to talk about constantly, like coloured balls and coloured kit, just seems to be just chucked away straight away and with no thought. But I'm really pleased they have, and I take my hats off to the league to decide to do it. It's the right thing, completely the right thing. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, we want our teams to progress. And last year with Whitchurch going into playoffs, you know. You, you want teams to progress from Shropshire mm. and go into the Birmingham yeah. League. You want them to, you know, it's, uh, you, you want everyone to progress. It gets the league stronger. And 
I'm a big advocate for the uh, overseas in the in the second teams for teams in the Birmingham League because I know a lot of people do. There is people that don't like it, but they come into clubs, they do coaching, they they help out a hell of a lot these overseas, and also when you've got clubs like Shrewsbury, Sheffield, Bridge North going up and down, you know, throughout the seasons. Well, they're coming up against overseas every year and they're just getting battered. So, you know, not battered, but, you know, they're getting beat. So, you know, it's more of an even playing field, like you said, Hurley, and I completely agree with that. Yeah, I, I totally agree with everything Andy said there. And I think, you know, if you look look at Shrewsbury, I mean, I think they've done a really, made a really smart move because they brought the lad um, Tom Winchester back. Um, and I believe he's going to play for them in, in the Prem, you know, and, and he, he played in the Birmingham Prem and, and did pretty well last year. So, you know, that's a great acquisition and he'll be around sort of around the club, around the junior section. Absolutely. They, they should be allowed to have um, a, a, a pro if they're, you know, in the same division as other teams that have. Mm. It really, yeah. It, it, I think as well, you look at the sides who have gone up from division one, a lot of them have been the second 11s and when they go up, they, they, they do struggle, yeah. so it is. It is good to get them, you know, those over and the the ability to have an overseas, which the majority of the prem sides have, Josh. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I quite agree with everything Andy and Chris have said. Really, yeah, it's, it's it makes sense. It's a step forward. It it uh, it makes that step from Shropshire to Birmingham League that little bit easier to take. I think so. Yeah, yeah, agree with everything Andy said. One of the other main rule changes for the year goes along with the paying conditions for the Mancad runout. Uh, this has been devised by the South Staffs League and been adopted by most other leagues and the Shropshire League have decided to go with it. So basically a warning must be given by the bowler in the first instance uh, of a non-striker leaving their ground too early. Even if the wicket has been broken and the batter is out of the ground, the decision on the first occasion is not out. This warning is given to the batter but it becomes a team warning for the remainder of the innings. Mm -hmm. uh, the warning is relayed back to the whole of the batting side so that all known and any players who subsequently stand as umpires are aware of the warning having been given. Basically, any batter after that is then liable to get run out uh, by Mancad, and this procedure is to be followed for each inning. Yeah, and I'm a fan of that. I think it's a good rule to bring in. I do think there might be some unscrupulous teams, shall we say, that might issue that warning on the first ball of an innings just to get out of the way. <laughs> and then you have to be on your guard throughout. I mean, I, I don't think the, the non-striking yeah. batsman is not going to be expecting it because well, they no. might inadvertently just wander out of his crease and then you give mm -hmm. the warning yeah. and then you can do it for the rest of the innings. I'm not, I'm not a fan of man -cutting. We had a, a, we had one last year playing away at Litchfield. I'm going to say his name as well. Brinder. Did a man cad? Man did Harry Chandler. He uh, he did he did warn him apparently a couple of times, but unfortunately, when he did man cad him, he actually man cadded him wrong, and the umpire still gave him out, which was very interesting because he he'd, he'd gone past his delivery stride, so and turned around and threw the ball at the stumps, <laughs> and he was still given out. Harry was given out on seventy eight, oh, and it was we weren't we weren't particularly happy. We think it's a real. I just it's it's not cricket for me. Do you know? 
So someone man-cutted John Ashton a couple of years ago. I'd like to shake their hand. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, John. Please, just tell me. Joss, can you talk me through his reaction, please? I think you can imagine. I'm pretty sure we could. Jesus, that kettle would have boiled straight away. (laughs) I have to say, though, it's going to take a very brave umpire for anyone outside of the Prem and Div 1 to give anyone out man-cad. You know, Um, there's enough enough controversy over LBWs. John was going to have that, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. By one do, do you know what? Sorry, Chris. Can I, can I give a... No, sorry, I keep interrupting. That's only because I can't see you, Joss. Sorry about That's that. Fine, no um, <laughs> can I give you a perspective on this? You know, I mean, people... I, I mean, stay in your ground. And then we don't have to have this dis- discussion. I, do you know that what I would say? People talk about the spirit of the game in, in Mancad, and I, I agree with that. I mean, no one wants to see someone running into bowl and, and whipping the bales off. But... The spirit of the game is also that if you go to the real basic, you know, the rudiments of the game, you hit the ball and you run 22 yards. Don't these guys start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, these guys are looking to hit the ball and one of them's looking to run about 15. So <laughs> stay in your ground. Run the 22. Is it 22 or 21? 22. Sorry, what I'm rain is I think it's 22, isn't 22, it? 22. Um, yeah. Um, you know, just, just run the full 22. And when you extrapolate that into a close run chase... You know, you're in a close run chase, 30 to win, and you've got one guy who's who's kind of, you know, backing up halfway down, knowing the guy's going to hit it to his end. So he's, you know, so he's at the danger end. That's mm. against the spirit of the game in, in a similar sort of way. Um, so I, I, I agree with the I agree with the way they've addressed it because it seems to have been creeping into the game more. Um, but for for me, you just stay in your ground. Um, but I, as a bowler, I I would never. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I've ever in my life thought about that. I'm just focusing on trying to get it in the right areas. Um, but I guess for <laughs> for, for slower bowlers and stuff, it's 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 more in play. Um, yeah. So any batsman I play against next year, you help yourself because I won't be. Looking. <laughs> I do. I've got to be honest. Um, one thing I would say is I, I do feel a bit sorry for umpires in this case because, um, you know. I think they've got a lot stricter the last few years um, on some of the behaviour on the pitch. I know, I, I know for one, as a Sentinel player, we had a bit of bit of aggro a few years ago, um, which was a bit unsavoury. And you know, it does. Some teams play each other, and it gets a bit a bit you know over the top sometimes. But for an umpire, it's another thing they've got to worry about <laughs> this season. So I do feel sorry for him because yeah. that situation we had. It, it genuinely was in the rule that he had gone yeah. past his bowling stride. You've got to be so... So it actually wasn't a man-cad. You've got to be so certain as well because you you watch international cricket and mm. it's going on and they need however many replays and you're expecting, yeah. you know, Mike who's, who just does it on a Saturday for a tenner, you know, <laughs> stood you, at the other end, you, you, you know, know who's the, like... The bowler who, gives a, who does a man-cad is going to be... I mean, I, I remember Brindis doing it last season. I think I called him a snake about 20 times. Um, <laughs> but to be honest, like, it, it's it's one of them where it's a, it's an unsavory thing. It's something I really do not like in the game. I completely understand the rules. And if you are taking the piss, absolutely fair enough. It's fair game. But, you know, it does leave a sour taste in the mouth. And for an umpire to have to give it as well, you know, I could see them getting a bit of chops, yeah. you know, on the way off. And I don't want that. So uh, hopefully... Nobody takes the piss and gets in trouble this year. <laughs> yeah, I've taken enough shit giving out LBWs <laughs> yeah. and that's only trowies. Yeah, but um, hell, mate, it hit him, it hit him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was cheering. No, I was appealing for the sideline. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, the so that's uh, the the other one is uh, officials points. You're getting them for scores as well, Josh. So it's uh, you either well, it's so if you well, prov- well you yeah, provide yeah. A, you provide either an umpire or a score, and you get one point. And I think the reason behind that is to equal footing for scores and umpires. Isn't it? They don't want to mm. make out umpires more important than scores. Yeah, they're both uh, very important. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, good, good that I think very good. Yeah. I mean, because you do get some teams provide an umpire and a score at every single game, and fair play to them. You know, it's it's you're picking thirteen instead of eleven, aren't you? So it's some dedication, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've got to be honest. Scoring, you, you never realise. Obviously, as I got older through cricket, actually scoring a couple of games I haven't played in. Yeah. I, I absolutely hated it. It's not my cup of tea. I love it. I love I'm it. I'm not very good at it. You're brilliant at it. You are. Mm. You know, you're second best to Kevin Hamer. <laughs> Up to second now, right? <laughs> you know, right. Yeah, you are. You're obviously one of the best scorers I've seen, and so it just it, it takes some dedication because it's all day. You can't even go for a wee. You know, yeah. you haven't got yeah. time. It's uh, it's brilliant, and it's great to see Shropshire have so many because I mm-hmm. can't remember the last Prem game I went to where there wasn't a scorer. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, going really well. So anyway, we bring ourselves back to where we kind of started on this one. But before we do that, let's just have ourselves a little break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, what a lovely break that was. Ah, oh, feeling refreshed, ready to go. Joss is just yeah. Go on, Joss. You can have you can have, you can have another few minutes. Go on. Quit. Yeah. 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 Oh, cheers, mate. Thank you. You can go get me a beer if you'd like. And uh, whilst Joss goes and does that, I'll I'll carry on talking. Um, so as we mentioned, some really uh, intriguing games to start the season. The one that jumps off off the fixture list for me is start of the season Ludlow champions against uh, the side who went into the playoffs first versus second from last year Ludlow versus Whitchurch yeah well to be honest with you um from what what I've heard um I think Whitchurch is going to be a very strong outfit this year yeah I think they're going to be a yeah. very strong side I mean they got a bit of a taste for it last year and I think they're going to want to go up um obviously for me I have obviously uh, you know two clubs in the league that I've played for in the past which I'll be keeping an eye on him, Wem and Sentinel. I hope they both go absolutely brilliantly. I'm dreading the day they play against each other because I won't know who to support. But uh, I think both both of them teams have a very good chance as long as Sentinel get an overseas similar to, to Mickey this year, who was fantastic. I think I think they've both got a great shout as well. So so is Mickey, Mickey's not back, Andy? I, I'm not, I don't think so. He pl- He's played state cricket in... Um, uh, so he's played first-class cricket in South Africa. Um, and I think he's played about eight or nine games, which 
I think changes your situation for for coming uh, here. I think so. It's not looking uh, like that. Um, I think I'm pretty sure they've signed somebody else. Right. Yeah, he'd be he'd be a big loss. I was a big fan of him. He he was a brilliant cricketer. Um, and just a real professional attitude. I remember when we played Sentinel, I, I arrived there very early because I'd been in Shrewsbury in the morning and he was there before anybody except the groundsman with his bands warming up. And this, you know, this lad's in shape. He's a young lad. Yeah. He was going through his bowling stride. You know, he just really professional the way he approached it. And, mm-hmm. you know, they bowled first and he was straight into his straps. Yeah. Um, and he hits the ball a mile as well. Um, yeah. You know, he hit two or three maximums into the, into the garden lot. So he, you know, he, he's a proper player. So it'll be a big miss for them. Mm. Um, I, t- I tell you, it's interesting. Um, you talk about Ludlow. Is is Jason Oakes due back for them this year? I've heard he was coming back, mm. but the, the, again, he's been playing um, first class cricket, I think, as well, hasn't he? So it just depends. I think he had to leave early, didn't he, to go back to play first class? So it, it, I, I'm not I'm not 100 sure on that. I haven't really heard a lot about Ludlow. Good friends mm. with like Luke Miles, but I rarely speak to him these days. I don't really see him as much as I used to. But oh. I would have thought. I mean, God, they, they, I'm sure they'll do everything in their power to get him back because he he's back. an absolute class act. Yeah, I mean, he scored a thousand hundred runs in the last year, and he mm. he was you know fundamental. I, t- I tell you, the other team as well. Just looking through those those teams, the other team who were, who were a little bit—I wouldn't call them a dark horse because they got so many good cricketers—but Wellington, I think yeah. they'll be a problem um, because you know you look at some of the quality of the players they've got. You know, you look at Wendell Wagner, you look at Mashinga, um, Dan Lloyd. Um, I assume those three guys are all playing again. You know, Dan Dan Lloyd made massive contribution with bat and ball. You know, he's going at two two point two and over. You know, fifty odd wickets in the Prem. Mashinga, I mean, you feel like it, you know if he has a good preseason and and wants to bowl fast and wants to bowl. Mm. I mean, he's an absolute gun. Um, you know, he'd be the quickest bowler in the league, and you know, guys bowling sort of eighty odd mile an hour. Um, I mean, I guess a lot of that will depend on. Fitness, but I think well, Wellington, you know, they they've got the makings of a of a really good side again. It's it's funny actually because uh, I was thinking of saying to you before when you're on about um, obviously the, what you're going to have to do within your cricket club to sort of get Oswestry back, um, you know, sort of to to not not just Birmingham League cricket, but up the top end of the table in the Prem, maybe pushing to get back to to the Birmingham League. You look at Wellington as a club. Got to be honest, I assumed when they came down that they'd be going straight back up to the Birmingham League because they're a wonderful club. They're run absolutely brilliantly. Um, and they always have been. Um, I mean, any club that can put six teams out, I, it's just yeah. absolutely ridiculous. I, I've, I've never seen a club like it. There and, must uh, be some politics going on there. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, I had a net with Dan Lloyd on Sunday and he's looking good. He looks in good, good nick. So, Where yeah, do you have a net with him, Andy? Player. Uh, Shropshire Nets. Oh, yeah, mm. we, we had the net with Josh Darley the other week as well. Yeah, it's good. Jo- good, good, good young player. Yeah, really good. Real, really high hopes for for Josh. I mean, he batted really nicely last year. I think he got seven hundred odd runs. And he was in the, certainly in the top ten run scorers in the league. Um, do you think? Do you think almost, you know, I think he's a. Sorry, mate. I was going to say, do you think almost well, dropping down from the Birmingham League might actually be better for their development? Hundred percent. I think he, he's a prime case, and this is and this is what I was coming to with with sort of when this year. I think when you've 
when you've been in that Birmingham league and you've, you know, if you look at someone like Josh, you, you know, open the batting there for a season against some of the hammers in that league. And he was only a young lad then, you know, he'd only have been 17 years old, something like that, 17, 18 years old. Um, to have that experience and bat time, which he did in the Birmingham league, then to come into Prem cricket, you know, it, it really will be a different ex- experience. And I think last year, you know, he really showed that he his running between the wickets was, was a lot better. And he, you know, he, he, he really showed, he really came of age last year. Um, and he can bowl as well, by the way. Yeah, he can bowl. Is Josh Dyer the one that plays rough and tumblers? He does he play really? for rough and tumblers, yeah. 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 He's, he's, he's a player, good player. Yeah. No, he is, he's mm. a good He's a, he's a, all, he's a all, great all, lad, Josh, really. We all said, to be fair, looking at um, the Oswald Street lads, when you came to our place, uh, it was, I think it, was, it might have been the last game of the season, you know, in the, in the Birmingham League, and... Uh, you had a young side out, and we all said there was four or five lads there mm. that you could see really could blossom in, in the Shropshire Prem. But obviously, we didn't know who was going to stay, who was going to go. The talk was that Warwick was going to stay, and that would have been a big difference in the in the Prem, wouldn't it? You know, he could have got you up single-handedly. I'm not trying to sound like an idiot, but he could have. He's that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you're dead right about that, Andy. And, you know, the other probably the other guys who was in that, that Oswestry team in the, in the, as he fell out of the burning structure was Josh Colwich. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's he's exactly the same boat. I mean, he hits the ball. I mean, when you're bowling at that guy in indoor nets, you fear for your life. I mean, that mm. guy hits the ball. So if you bowl in the slot, watch out. Like Just I hit do that the deck. Like it's a, yeah, because he, <laughs> he hits the ball so hard. Um, but he's another one, you know, had a year, tough year in the Birmingham League and last year in the Prem, um, you know, he, he really... So I, yeah, I suppose against all this, you've got to remember, we did get relegated, but I think it was it was very much um, a case of, you know, we had a, a couple of guys who really performed well yeah. and, mm. and other people who, who, who didn't perform as well, um, you know, like myself. So it's kind of, it, it, it's a tale of two halves. So having a look at Division 1... Uh, their opening fixtures. We've got Bridge North 2s, Saidu got promoted, uh, got and, then got promoted and then demoted again. I think, again, they, they'd spoken to the league and then the league agreed with them to allow them to stay down. Starting against newly promoted Lillishaw, Newtown face Bowmere Heath, Chirk versus Wellington 2s, Old Scott Heath relegated, play Kund 1s, a new, well, they've, they've made some off-season signings. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Roxeter against Schiffnall 2s, another promoted versus relegated game there, and Frankton 1s versus Worfield 2. So, Joss? Yeah, all Scott against Cunn, that, that's a mouth-watering first fixture of the season, I think. All Scott obviously be looking to bounce back, having having disappointed being relegated last year. Cunda made three huge signings, I think, make a big difference to their campaign to, mm. to go up. Um, and if, if they play as often as I know Joe would like them to play, that they, they'll be the right side of the table at the end of the, at the, end of the year. Um, yeah, that, that'll be a good game. Also, mm. I might go and watch that because I haven't got a game for it. be interesting to see Littleshaw as well, a side who I, you know, I, saw, I saw a few of their lads um, out the other night for the uh, Super Bowl and they were talking to me about how they've recruited well and they're looking to recruit further and how the club is moving forwards and they obviously had had a few beers and they were talking about promotion again but uh, you know who doesn't after a few jars but um, yeah it'll be really interesting to see how they do and again Bridge North you know they've had a they've lost a few players in their, their ones and it'll be interesting to see how they do after after the last season um, 
and then you know some classics there Newtown Bowman Heath Frankton Warfield it'll yeah. be be really good be interesting with Lillishaw obviously losing Harvey um to Schiffnell I've uh, been netting with him mm. the Schiffnell nets and he looks Harvey Wakefield looks, looks, a, looks a very good player mm. um obviously his runs were he, what did he get last season it was staggering wasn't it the amount yeah. of runs he scored um and I think it from, from what I've heard from him I think Lillishaw he thinks he needs to sign another bowler um mm. I, but I think he said they're quite a, quite a good side like they're a very very steady side and they should do pretty well this year so mm. quite excited to see how they get on really but losing his runs is going to be yeah a lot obviously talking about Kunz puts a tear in my eye seeing them boys all back together yeah the band all back you'll be together. next you'll be next oh I, honestly I couldn't believe it when they when they all went back there um obviously Ed Davis hasn't played cricket properly in about four years so <laughs> it'd be very interesting to see what he plays but the likes of uh, Zimmer, if you know, if you can get ten games out of Zimmer a season in that league, it's yeah. uh, you know, it's be, be nice to see how many runs he scores. That'd yeah, be... and I'll tell you what, it's, it's good to watch AJ bowl again. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's looking he's, good indoor. He played yeah, really well last week. Didn't his he? shoulders yeah. are knack. His shoulders knackered, mate. Yeah. It is. It is knackered, and you know, he's not. He's not as fit as he once was. He's, you know, he'd admit that. But he's such an experienced cricketer. You know, he's played for Shrewsbury. First team for mm. you know a couple of it was was it one season or two seasons you know he's been there and done it you know that experience you know it's, yeah it's massive really then we move on to division two where this is where it changes so the Prem and Div one they're starting with win lose draw and then finishing the season with win lose everywhere then from division two downwards are starting with win lose and finishing the season with win lose draw the oh, thoughts wow. by this being that if it comes to the end of the season and it's going down to the wire if you are the if you're the team and you're going for promotion or are trying to avoid relegation if you win the toss and you elect to bat first then that means that you're going for the full maximum so it you know it means that that if if there's something going on if you know if there's only a couple points between you and top or you and survival you know you can go full and it's you know, fully go for it and uh, try and win those extra points and really puts that extra edge on uh, the final game of the season I've, I've always i've always said to joss one thing i've always been i've always well, i've never really liked win lose draw cricket but joss always brings up a point that mm. to be fair lower league cricket playing win lose draw kids can learn quite a lot from that can't they youngsters yeah. batting there's always you things can, to play for yeah. you work out a percentage and you can actually you can you can bat and get your team a draw and get them points i quite like i do a lower crick lower league cricket i like that rule and especially yeah. playing it back end of the season where you can actually have to work it out and mm. Yeah, I quite. I think that's a good rule. I you know, we. I think we've spoken about this a lot, mm. but I mean, there is definitely an art to, you know, working out a way to to bowl out a side, you know, rather than just going off just runs alone. But yeah, yeah. Um, in this division, it starts off with Shelton Twos versus Ponsbury, Trisel versus Knocking, Chelmarsh versus Alberbury, two relegated Ooh, sides wow. there starting off. Or Brighton versus Fortin, Sentinel versus Wellington, Sentinel twos versus Wellington threes, and Beacon versus Ellesmere. Joss, what jumps out of you there? Oh, it's got to be Aubrey Chalmers. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think I'd put money on Conor Glenn Denning being the highest run scorer in Division Two after Week One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um... <laughs> You know, I'll be I'll be really interested to see how Trisel get on in that division because um, mm. that is a spicy wicket at Trisel. Mm. I, I, I mean, you know, you can, 
It's a long way to go as well. You can you you can get you can get one in the face off a length quite easily there. Um, no sight screen and, uh, No. And they've got some good cricket they've got some good cricketers there as well. Um the lad who bats at three there, bats and bowls and um I think they, they could they they could be a bit of a problem in that division with that wicket. Mm. Is Gilly still playing? Is Gilly still playing? No, Gilly's quat now. Oh, is it? But they, honestly, I can absolutely back you up there. Their pitch was so spicy. I was injured last season. I was out for about eight weeks. And uh, the second said, we're short. Could you come and open the batting? I decided to get a first ball duck. Um, I won't say it did anything off the pitch. I just whacked it straight to mid-off. <laughs> I've seen levered it at him. Um, but the pitch was absolutely like all over the place like it was dangerous at times and uh, <laughs> like to be fair their lads credit where it's due i take my hat off to them they they knew when it hit a length and it it, it just 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 spat off a length they just wore it they just they know they know how to play it where our lads were trying yeah. to play shots and just spooning it up in the air they were they mm. were like they'd pull out they'd leave their bat up here and they'd just take it in the ribs it was incredible to watch and no sight screens. It's, it was like that. Just can't buy your chess guard we, for that we, week. <laughs> I've, I've, I think I've said this on here before. We played against Trizal years and years ago and they had a, an overseas, I think he was South African and his surname I think was John and he was rapid and he bowled. Oh, no sight screens. You couldn't see the bloody ball. Hmm. It, was, it was horrific, honestly. But they, they, they were a prem side back then. They were a very good team. Um. Yeah, so going into Division 3, we've got uh, Monty Wands versus Brosley Wands, and Brosley have really recruited in this off-season. James Ralph, uh, a part of go, going back to Brosley. What a signing. And uh, they're, they've, they're signing players left, right and centre, so they're, they're going to be up there, thereabouts, or they're going to want to be at least. Ludlow 2s versus Wem 2s, Welshpool Wands versus Willie Wands, St George's 2s versus Oswestry 2s, Church Aston ones versus Maidley twos, Quat twos versus Column ones. So, Chris, thoughts for obviously twos. Obviously, they were a side doing really well and going places. Then, from from what it looked like from the outside looking in, it looked kind of as the the first team came down. You know, the those players who'd been so successful, rightfully getting their promotion. And it's kind of, like you said, it's been a bit of a transitional period potentially. Just, yeah, Oswestry 2s, James, one word, it's availability. If Oswestry 2s, if, if I picked you an Oswestry 2s team now from our squad of people who, if they were available from, from the active players we had, Oswestry 2s could do very well in that league. Um, you know, we've got players who actually, there's probably be four or five players in the Oswestry 2s first team, if you like, who would really be pushing to get in the first team. Um, yeah. And if those guys all play every week, you know, Oswestry would be a good team in that division, but it's just availability. Mm. Exactly the same for a lot of clubs. I, I always look at Albury's yeah. squad at the start of the year and think if everyone's available, our first and our second is both going to do very well. And realistically, it never actually pans out that way. Do you? There's a lot of players who are very keen pre-season. And then as soon as the season starts, I don't know what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Mate has a stag do. Just an odd. <laughs> yeah. Don't you don't you feel jealous when you look at clubs that have like them senior players that play every week in either the first or the seconds, so you just know they're going to be there every time you play them. They're there. Ones ones who are good. There's only a handful of clubs that are like that. Very lucky. 
just an honourable mention as well to uh, Willie. I mean, what a place to play cricket that is. Um, you know, be- beautiful ground. I mean, I, I don't much enjoy bowling down that hill, but in terms of a, um, you know, in terms of an environment and somewhere to play cricket on a nice day, that is, is a beautiful spot. Is that yeah. Willie Wonders? Nice club as well. Willie Wonders. Are yeah. they still quite gobby? Yeah. Are they still got gobs on them? Uh, I wasn't certainly. It wasn't too bad when I played there a couple of years ago. But I used to love um, the fixture. I used to love it back. In, I'm talking a long time ago now. Uh, uh, Ruddy, some pirate now, and he was oh, captain yeah. back then. And I, I never forget. I used to play for Reynolds. He was playing with you, probably mm, with you, Joss. Yeah, yeah. And we'd turn up, and they'd have three slips, and all three of them would have a fag in the mouth. And every time the bowler come in, they'd drop it on the floor. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it was unbelievable. And they were nasty. They just. They were they were very clever. They weren't horrible. They were just nasty. They they're played. They're the, a nice club. No, they're good. good. They played. They played the game in a good spirit. But they really they got at you. It was, I loved it. I did. Always loved playing Willie. I think Willie last year. They um, I think it was, was it is it Glenn Edwards. I think he he was in the top four or five run scorers and in the top five six bowlers wickets as well. Um, so he he obviously found a way of of, of playing on that track there. Was it quad seconds against Colin? That, that'll be a, a fixture because yeah. uh, Colin on the way up. You know, they've been relegated. Oh, sorry, promoted the last yeah. two, three years. So they're really on the up at the moment. I think quad recruited, good, haven't they? Quad first yeah. team recruited. Yeah. So their yeah, seconds. That, that'll be a good yeah. game. Mm. What are Wem two going to be like, Andy? I know obviously you've left there now, but uh, with Wem, I, what what have they got bowling wise, and what will their second team look like? To to be honest, I'm, I played a couple of games in the twos last year, but. I assume that obviously uh, your your good mate Davo uh, being fit, I would have thought he'd be back in the first team. I've got to say, yeah. last last year the twos took a bit of a, a hit, really, because um, a lot of the players that probably would have been playing twos were playing in the first team because we had the likes of Dan Cohen, Martin injured, um, so they had to come into the one. So it was, yeah, it was one of them. I mean, they, they're not going to have an overseas like they did last year because. Um, uh, Mitch Butler, who played last year and took quite a few wickets for him, um, he, he won't be playing this year because obviously he didn't make it in the first team last year. So, not sure mm. it's going to be one of them. I, I think looking at Wem as a club, they've got a lot of strength in depth. It's just mm. a, again, it's a, it's availability really. They got the stalwarts as well, the likes yeah. of Keith Higgins that will be up for playing and. Always play with you know hundred percent. Make sure they want to win every week. So you know, hopefully they'll be a good side. So finishing up, Chris, uh, prediction for Oswestry Street ones and twos going into twenty twenty three. Well, Oswestry Street ones, um, I would like to say, and some of my colleagues would will probably bash me for this, but I would say Oswestry Street ones. I'd like to see us establish ourselves with a, a very solid year in the Prem. Um, I think to, to come out of the traps and start talking about going into playoffs and things when you've just been relegated um, but get, been given an, a lease of life would be negligent. Um, I think we've got the players. We've got some players in Oswestry First who absolutely could play beyond the Prem. Um, yeah. Are we there as a club yet? No. Um, if we can establish ourselves in the Prem and have a good positive season in the Prem, that would be good. Oswestry Seconds... Um, I think if 
if we can get the 11 lads out every week that we would like in industry seconds or there or thereabouts, I think we can be pushing in that third division mm. um, around the around the sort of Champions League spots. I think we're capable of that, but it will mm. depend on availability. Yeah. And uh, any players to watch out for going into this season? Um, yeah, um, I, I think I'll, I'll keep it to I'll keep it to senior players because I, I wouldn't want to sort of throw start throwing junior names out and about there. But um, I think in honestly first, you know, Josh Colrich, watch out for him. Uh, he, he hits a ball exceptionally hard and, um, he, you know, really play, plays plays that front foot pull as well as anybody at that level. Um, mm. I, I, I'm really excited to see how he goes. Um, there's a lad, Henry Henry Walker, um, who's just sort of um, in, in that sort of late, well, teens kind of age. He he's a really talented lad. I'm really excited to see what happens with him this year. Um, so yeah, there's, there's there's a few people to watch out for. Um, Al Al Selby, if he's available, um, I think he can be a really good bowler in the prem. Um, so yeah, um, it, it, it's an exciting year, and I, I'm, I'm really hopeful with some of the juniors coming up into into men's cricket as well. Great stuff. And final, final, final thing: if any juniors or women are out there looking to be a part of your fantastic junior and women's setups, where can they find the information and what nights? Well, we we're quite active on social media. Um, there's designated ladies' night. Um, I, th- this year, we've we've shuffled the deck a little bit in terms of ground usage to to make sure that um, we kind of maximise the the use of the ground. But um, on our social media, on the Austria Cricket Club Facebook page, the contact it's all there. The contact is Naomi Payne. Um, she's really um, taken the ladies' cricket onto um, you know onto a new level over the last twelve months, and mm. she'd be really keen to hear from any ladies who, who'd, be, who'd be keen to, to join and come and look at Oswestry. Um, in terms of the junior cricket, um, you know, I'm, I'm as good a contact point as anybody, really, uh, myself or Steve Humphreys. Um, so find us on the um, Oswestry Cricket Club Facebook page. Yeah. And um, both now friends of the podcast. We've got uh, you know, Naomi, a very good friend of the pod, and obviously us, yourself now having been a guest. So, um, yeah, if anyone does want... Uh, direction to either uh, Chris or Naomi feel free to get in contact with us so guys any final questions or final thoughts before we uh, leave it for this episode just a big thank you to Chris really really refreshing to hear your views and um, thanks for coming on the show thank you I second that pleasure's all mine (laughs) I I second that Chris it's been it's been really good and enlightening and uh, great to hear the cricket club uh, are on the up obviously I, I had my views and I did say I wanted you know if three teams were going to go um, go down, it should have been all the way up and doesn't matter what club it is. But look, you're still in the Prem and I, I really hope you go well this season. Um, no, I really appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Really, really, really thanks for inviting me on. It's been it's been great. And honestly, obviously, any time, um, if, you, if you wanted a reflection on the season at the end of the season, I'd be delighted to come back on and do that. Yeah, I think I'll definitely be taking that one up, Chris. And if anyone else is out there listening, going, you know what? I'd love to get my voice on the Cow Corner podcast. <laughs> no, I reckon more than 1% of the cricketing community will have heard of Chris Dillon. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, they certainly won't remember him, especially if they watch him play cricket. Of they will, but you, you did give me a good reminder that uh, me and you had been paintballing for Martin Davies' stag do, and it was, uh, it was eventful, wasn't it? It was quite it, nice. It to, was. 
quite nice shooting him, wasn't it? After all them years, all the crap that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> I, I tell you what, though, I, I really hope he stays fit this year because it'd be great to see that guy play a full season of cricket. Yeah. And I'm just hoping I get to play against him, to be honest, because um, yeah. we could potentially be in the same division. Um, great guy, and it'd be, be good to see him injury-free this year. I, yeah. sec- I second that. He's a great bloke great. and a, a big reason why I went to Wem. So, yeah, Fantastic he's, he's great for the club. I remember watching him score 36 off uh, Paul Gary's over at Axel Arnold. Yeah. Well, I, I never forget. A little, little quick story about Martin Davis. Played against us at Kund. Uh, we had Wem 20 for five, thinking, you know, we're going to wrap him up here. We were flying. And then he came in and Jack Case, of all people, dropped Martin Davis on 24. He scored two hundred and twenty-four. Yeah, <laughs> my fig my figures went from four for nothing to six for one hundred and eleven. So I got me yeah. ton that day. You blame another, it on case, another ton. You blame it on case. <laughs> <laughs> I blame it on. Do you know what? Do, do you know what, Andy? As a quick addendum to that story, myself and Martin Davis's sons play in a mutual cricket team, and I've heard about that innings, if not twice, certainly three times. <laughs> um, oh, and. Oh. And I and I actually know your figures for the day uh, on that day as well. I think you, you get four for a hundred odd, Who? or five for hundred odd. No, I got you. six. Six for a hundred and eleven. I got. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. My uh, I, I never forget my mum's boyfriend came back to the house, and uh, and he walks and he goes, Andy, I saw your picture in the paper. I cut it out for you. And there was a picture of me, and it just—I literally, Martin was walking off. I was tapping on the shoulder, going, "You bastard!" <laughs> I said, "Cheers for that, mate. I'll pin that up on me bloody wall, not <laughs> flush it down a bloody toilet." Um, but yeah, so if you want to get involved with the podcast this year, please feel free to get in touch. Uh, we've got a very big announcement coming soon, so please make sure you are followed and subscribed to us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are now on Acast as well as Spotify, Apple Podcast, and we are also on Amazon Music and Google Podcast if you are, are on any of those things. But yeah, we've got some big things coming up soon and a really, really massive announcement, which is kind of like one huge announcement with five or six different things. So really excited to get that across and something that I hope you'll really uh, be looking forward to. But yeah, anyway... Thank you very much, Chris. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. And uh, our next podcast, guys, when we're all together, will be the big preseason Ooh, preview. Everyone's favourite. It is. It's the one that everyone tunes into and then tunes out after. <laughs> <laughs> Once they hate us, when we say they're getting relegated. If, <laughs> that being said, I say that, but it doesn't help that we probably only record one podcast between that and the end of season one. Should, so, should, yeah, we, should we invite Sam Whitney onto the Shropshire <laughs> podcast? Because I'm pretty sure everyone finishes fourth. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah once again thank you very much chris um it's been fantastic having you on and uh you've uh, spoken really well and it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, yeah where's their local derby uh <laughs> just just where's the local Ludlow, derby? <laughs> Ludlow. Where is John Try some. Try some. <laughs> <laughs> <the> road. <laughs> oh, cheers guys um, no yeah. thank you very much guys it's been it's been great to be on no it's been a pleasure cheers, having you on and uh thank you very much joss cheers Hurley. cheers thank you very much andy pleasure as always thank you chris as well and thank See you, you guys 
everyone for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Cheerio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 